Longhorn Nation, we're back! Social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. So that's how I feel about it, from politics to sports to whatever. It gives people a platform to bitch, and then other people are like needling it, and they're sitting at home, and they're late on a payment. We're David, <laughs> they're Goliath, and we, we go out there and play. Why not us? Like, think about that. Who played in 2019? Who played in 2020? Why not Texas Tech? Well, I was reading the, the game notes that said, Eddie had a missed assignment. Pretty good. Uh, oh, where, the, where the hell that come from? I don't know. I don't read the notes. Sorry, but but I, I don't know if that's accurate. One guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Big 12 Takeover Podcast. My name is Tyler Davis. I'm joined, as always, by the Texas-loving, Houston-Texas-living, Donnell Davis, what's up, man? What's up, Ty? How you doing today, my boy? I'm doing good, man. I got a haircut. Feel good Me about too. that. Going on vacation here soon. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm 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 almost to the finish line. I got one more day of work, and then I'm off to Denver. Uh, I know you got a vacation coming up too. Yeah, man. Hawaii should be fun. Uh, we we both been working hard and uh, grinding it out, so it'll be good for us both to decompress a little bit and relax and have some fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's you're going a little more tropical than me, but it should be a good time. Um but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Tonight we're here to talk about Texas Christian University, uh TCU Horned Frogs. I don't know their cool hashtag. Um but this is a team that I, I kinda it's hard to say how I feel about them. Um but I'm excited to talk about them because TCU and I have this weird connection that I don't talk about a lot. Um, when I was coming out of high school, TCU was in the Mountain West still. Um, and they actually contacted me. Uh, but I had said, they, they had kind of asked me what my plan was. Like, what did I want to, what, what was I hoping to accomplish as a player? Um, and I said, I don't want to be a practice dummy for four years. And they told me, well, you probably shouldn't come here then. And I was like, okay. So, so that call didn't last very long. That recruitment didn't last very long. But uh, they did reach out to me, which I always thought was really cool. And I always kept um, everything they sent me because I was just really blown away that a school like TCU would talk to me because I've always thought um, TCU is kind of an awesome program. And, you know, they're a program that, that, they, that school really invests in that football program. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to dig into TCU, talk a little bit of a Horned Frogs football. Uh, they got some changes underway, So, but before we do that, um, I want to get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, we are a part of the TakeOver Sports Network, um, so please go over to TakeOver Sports Network on YouTube and subscribe. Turn on that notification bell. Uh, we got shows coming at you all the time. Um, we got NBA shows, MLB, just general sports talk, draft with the NFL draft coming up here soon. We got SEC. Uh, we got a little bit of everything, um, so be sure and follow along there to find all your content. Um, you can also follow along on the network Twitter at TakeoverPods. Uh, there's a lot of updates that come out there. You can you can really learn a lot um, from the other shows, and we hope that we bring you some knowledge as well. And then you can follow us on Twitter at Big12Takeover. That's Big12Takeover. Uh, we'll be updating you on when our shows are coming out. Donnell will tweet about people's brisket, um, like Lincoln Riley. Um, Donnell will tweet about how Texas is so good, even though they're not. 
you know, all that fun stuff. So you can definitely tell who's tweeting when Donnell's praising Texas. Uh, but, yeah, be sure and follow along there. We'll keep you guys updated on what our show's topics are going to be week to week um, and just general news in the Big 12. Uh, and then last piece of housekeeping we love to talk about. Our show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy and player props in states like California, New York, Texas, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, anything you could think of, they got it. You can combine picks across multiple sports as well. You can take the over on a Max Scherzer strikeout number, um, or you can take the under on rounds in a UFC fight if you wanted. It's you against the numbers. Uh, prize picks is safe and easy to use you can place picks in under 60 seconds and they offer fast withdrawals use code takeover to get a hundred percent deposit match up to 100 dollars. i'm going to put that on the screen for you use code takeover to get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 dollars. all that out of the way donnell we can talk some football we can talk ball yep you know the thing we love to talk about and just very quickly Let's talk about TCU and what they did in 2021. Uh, TCU finished seventh in the Big 12. Uh, they were five and seven overall, three and six in the conference. Uh, they had the seventh ranked offense and the ninth ranked defense in the conference out of ten teams. Um, you know, not great, <laughs> not a very good team. Uh, last year they they kind of had some turmoil. Um, October, I believe it was, I believe it was Halloween. Um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Halloween, uh, TCU parted ways with Gary Patterson, unfortunately, um, who was their longtime head coach and did a lot for that program, really made TCU relevant, um, especially in the big 12 and, you know, on the national market, um, Gary Patterson contributed a ton to TCU and, you know, he, <laughs> I like to say he became like a senile old man on his way out of TCU. He kind of <laughs> just became angry. Uh, there was like some drama about how he was treating players and all this weird stuff. Um, but one thing you can never take away from Gary Patterson is he is a great coach. Yep. Um, and he did a very good job. There's 24 active players from TCU in the NFL. So it's not like he wasn't turning out pros. Um, but right. I know I want to give you the opportunity, Donnell, because I know you want to talk about it. Gary Patterson landed <laughs> at Texas. Um, what do you hey, think man. about that? What do you, what do you think about Gary Patterson being on the staff at Texas? I think that was always in the works with, uh, I mean, it first started with uh, Del Conte coming over from TCU, Texas Athletic Director. And the second he caught wind that TCU was letting Gary Patterson go, which, by the way, I do not believe Del Conte would have done if he was still at TCU. Mm -hmm. I think him and Gary have a good relationship, and I think Gary's still a good coach, great coach at that. And I think he's actually next in line, as you say. Uh, you believe Steve Sar Sarkeesian will be gone <laughs> for greener pastures within a yeah. year or two. Uh, and I think Gary Patterson yeah. will be waiting in the wings to take over that coach, that head coaching position. And I love it. I love it. So something to think about. Do you, do you think if he takes over, do you think that's a better situation than Sark? Uh. I'll put it this way. Sark's an offensive-minded guy in yeah. Texas. Uh, they need that right now. But most importantly, they need defense even more because last year they their defense is what let them down most of the time. They were yeah. scoring a lot of points. They couldn't stop anybody. I mean, 
I could have got out there and ran some routes against that defense and probably <laughs> scored a touchdown or two. But uh, I think that's what Gary, what they brought Gary in to do is to help with that defense and help transition uh, Texas now defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, help him a little bit with these uh, big 12 defenses. So, yeah. And, and one thing, you know, Patterson was very good at at TCU about keeping that defense uh, right. They, they were yeah. always extremely well coached and they looked really good. Um, with the exit of Gary Patterson, they filled in with interim uh, coach Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill ended up going 2-1 and one as the head coach, uh, left to go to New Mexico State. So TCU was in the situation where they had to go hire you know, a coach. They got Sonny Dykes from SMU. Uh, just quickly, you want to talk about Sonny Dykes and what he may be, be, may be bringing to TCU. Um, he's familiar with the DFW. He was at SMU for the last, what, five years? Yeah, five years. Uh, where he went 30-18 and 18 with SMU and had them as an American Conference contender. Um, so, you know, he's he's a good coach. He comes in, knows the area. Um, this is his fourth head coaching job, which is kind of crazy. You don't see that, you know, all too often where a guy gets four chances. Um, but he is a good coach. Everywhere he's been, Louisiana Tech, he got there in 2010. His first year was 5-7. and seven. His last year was 9-3. and three. Um he went to Cal. Cal was one and eleven his first year. His third year, they're eight and five. His fourth year, they were five and seven. And then he left for SMU. Um, they were five and seven, and then eight and four. By the time he left, he even had a ten and three season in there. Hmm. So he does a good job. Like he he leaves programs in a better situation than they were when he got there. Um, right. And I think you know I think he'll do a good job with TCU because I do think TCU, you know. It's a school that you can recruit. Um, the school puts a lot of money into that program. They really care about their football team, um, and I think that'll be a good fit for him. The other thing, Sonny Dykes, I, I was listening to some interviews he's done lately, um, and even last year, even when he was at SMU, um, he talked about TCU, and he's always kind of viewed TCU as a top 15 uh, destination coaching job in college football, <laughs> which is really kind of remarkable um, considering you know TCU's kind of history but i mean maybe that's why gary patterson stayed for so long right i mean i don't agree with him because i mean it's it's hard for me to place tcu in the top five schools in top in the top five schools of texas alone so right for them to be a top 15 program i'm not maybe top 30 40 yeah it's it's an interesting take and i don't know you know i don't know where I don't know. To him, this is a job he wants to be at for a long time. I think this is where he wants to retire. Um, So hopefully, you know, my hope is for the Big 12 is that they do. He does retire here. He does have a long career because the Big 12 as a conference will be better the better the teams are. The more parity there is, the more the Big 12 can be enjoyable. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Sonny Dykes coming over, it's a good hire. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's a good one. SMU will feel that loss a little bit. Um, but you know, with 2021 kind of talked about, let's talk about some guys who will be leaving, um, you know, offensively they're losing Zach Evans, big loss. Was a good back for them. That's going to hurt, um, rushed for almost 700 yards, average seven a carry. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Why wasn't he getting the ball even more? Right. Right. Losing seven a carry. I mean. That's that's pretty wild. Uh, losing a starting right tackle of been an easy or ease. Um, you know, anytime you lose a starting alignment, that's tough. Um, and then defensively, this is where I think they lose 
a lot. Um, and right. I'm, I'm going to let you kind of step through that, but cause you have some pretty good notes on, on their defense here. Yeah. And I mean, uh, if you take a look at how many points per game they allowed last season on that defense, mm-hmm. it was at 34.9 and they're losing players at key positions. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't believe they'll be able to improve in that area, but they have lost Oshawn Matthews, Mathis, who yeah. hasn't decided where he's playing, but he has a list of Texas, USC, Ole Miss, Penn State, and Nebraska. Obviously, Texas fans, we want him <laughs> to come home, right? But <laughs> he's not. He's also not the only loss. They lose T.J. Carter, who's senior experience at safety, great safety. They lose uh, D.T. up front, which when you're running the three. Uh, when you're running a three-three-five, you don't want to lose defensive ends or defensive tackles in that no. system because those those guys are they're 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 animals up front. Yeah, and losing those two pieces right there in itself is that's very hard. But they also lose uh, LeKendrick Van Zandy. I we'll can't say Van his last Zant. name. <laughs> yeah, Van Zant, and he's another safety that they're losing. Another senior guy. And so I'm just I'm looking at the losses on defense and they lose a pretty substantial amount of production. Yeah. But yeah, that's about that's that's about all they they lose on the defensive side that I can that I think is noteworthy. It's worth noting. Yeah. And and yeah. just to to fill in, Corey Bethley is the defensive tackle that was leaving. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean they're losing some some rock solid guys and you talked about, you know, in a 335 um, losing defensive alignment when you when you lose two of your three running a three three five is always interesting because with three creating pressure in a pass happy conference is kind of difficult but when you can do it it allows you to just play a little bit more free in the secondary mm-hmm. um, which you know losing two key pieces of that that's going to hurt right. um, but yeah I, I think that's that's really important stuff to note. Um, and then we'll talk about now some guys coming in. We got some transfers, some high school recruits, uh, just to kind of dig into those guys. Um, you have notes here on Traylon Smith from Arkansas. Um, I love that guy. <laughs> I love him, man. He's quick twitch, elusive. I remember him coming out of high school, and I was like, oh, yeah, Texas, you got to get him. You, you just <laughs> have to get this guy. And they didn't, obviously, went over to Arkansas. And he's a good player. I think uh, you mentioned Zach Evans leaving to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Well, Traylon Smith is going to slide right into that role perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll help them kind of fill that void. And their stats are almost identical, which right. is really kind of awesome um, to see. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because they, they also are bringing in Corey Wren from Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Wren, highly recruited kid. Um, ended up going to Florida State. Didn't really work out. I mean, he really only played specials. He didn't get. He didn't have any stats that I could find as as a running back. Everything was just kick return yards. Um, but I always feel like anytime you know you get a guy from Florida State, despite them not being very good the last few years, um, I always think it's interesting when they you know they come in. Um, right. But it, it's it'll be interesting to see kind of how their running back room works. Cause they're also bringing back um, one of the running backs from last year. And I look, I will not, I'm going to butcher his name and I'm going to feel so bad. 
um, <laughs> because it's it's so hard to say. Um, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. And uh, if you if you know how to say it and you can send me a phonetic ex- <laughs> a phonetic explanation, please do. Emari um, Demercado. Uh, he'll be a super senior coming back. Good experience. Good player. Um, you know, I watched. He had some good, some critical plays in the Baylor game last year for them. That really kind of set hurt you. Yeah, that really kind of gave them the chance that kept them in the game. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that running back room will have some depth. They'll have some ability to move some guys around, so that'll be good for them. Uh, the guy I wrote as a transfer that they're bringing in that I, I thought was really interesting, uh, Nandi Obiazor. Obiazor. I, I'm sorry, guys. I, that's that's tough to say. He's a safety. Um, which we talked about, they're losing some safeties. Uh, this kid, he's transferred in from Iowa Western Community College, uh, has great range. He plays specials, special teams. He's a gunner. Um, he also blocked an extra point, um, so he does a little bit of everything. Um, he's good at poking out the ball. He does a really good job of forcing fumbles, and he seems to do really, really well in open field situations. Like He tackles extremely well in open field, um, which as a safety is like one of your best – skills you can offer right Um, especially in the big 12 yeah yeah because you're going to get guys in space and you're going to have guys like you know running all up and down the field so Mm -hmm. yeah it's um i don't know he's he seems like a good fit and he's already on campus which i think is a huge deal um you know they they're gonna like him he's a big kid he's 6'3 205 um and he can he can come up and play in the box. He's ranked seventh at his position wow. um, as a safety. So he's he's legit. I, I think you know I think he'll I think he'll contribute this year. I think you'll see him on the field this fall, and I think he'll he'll have some impact. Um, and then I very quickly or not very quickly, but I want to step through some of the high school guys they're bringing in because um, you know a lot of what we've seen, especially like with KU. KU only brought in seven high school players. Um, TCU has a pretty good group of high school players. They got, you know, three four-star guys, yeah. um, and that's that's big for TCU, a team that was, you know, lacking some talent. Um, it'll be nice for them to 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 get some young guys who can ball, right? So they got yep. Jordan Hudson and Chase Biddle, who are both from Garland. Um, and I know, I think you had some notes here on those guys. Yeah, they're uh they're actually high school teammates, and the funny thing about them, they both play receiver, and they both play some form of defensive back, <laughs> and so I think these guys wanted to stay in the hometown, stay in the Dallas yeah. area, yeah. and quite frankly, they're they're two of the biggest pickups that TCU could have asked for. Yeah. I mean, these guys have offers from Bama, Arkansas, Texas, LSU, all over the place. So the great talents. And Jordan Hudson and uh, DJ, not DJ Allen, Chance Biddle. But yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, that leads me into DJ Allen for you. Uh, yeah. That's a guy that you like a lot. So you go ahead and tell us about him. So it's always funny. Like I talked about my connection to TCU um, coming out of high school. Well, here's a connection I also have. DJ Allen played at Gladewater High School. Gladewater is a school we scrimmaged year in and year out. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with Gladewater and kind of what they do um, as a team. And it looks like they haven't changed much. Like I was watching right. some of DJ Allen's tape last night and i was like man they still run the same like weird pro style offense thing that they like to do um but dj allen man he's a four-star wideout uh chose tcu over florida which is you know florida again a program that's kind of not doing great um 
But, I mean, that's an SEC school that TCU's getting a four-star receiver over. That's a big deal. That's noteworthy. That's something you talk about. Like, that's huge for TCU. And I don't know if people know this. TCU costs like 50 grand a year to go to. Not to (laughs) say that these kids aren't on full scholarships, because they definitely are. Um, But, like, that's an expensive school. So, it's choosing TCU, you're choosing, you know, a a very prestigious university. Um, And and you're going to get a great education. So, like, I love when when I see these guys choose TCU over Florida. Because to (laughs) me, that, that tells me that, you know, they value a little bit more of that education piece. And, right. and DJ Allen, you know, not to talk about his academics, because really we care about what he's going to do on the football field. Dude's an absolute stud. This guy looks college ready right away. Like watching him play, catches yeah. the ball with his hands. He doesn't body catch. He high points everything. He can run every route. Um, there's one play in his highlight tape where he does like this stutter hop release thing <laughs> that like I've only ever seen in college in the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing him do it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this kid, I mean, he looks Advanced. like he's watching He's watching the next level, right? Yeah. And, like, you can always tell when a player makes that leap. Like, he's watching the next level, and he's like, how can I implement that into my game? Right. And to me, that's what makes him so good. Like, yeah. he, he catches the ball, he runs hard, he protects the football, he high points the ball, runs every route. He does everything you can ask of him. And, I, you know, I watched his senior tape. His senior tape's very short. Um, they weren't very good. He played some quarterback uh, because they had to. He was like running like this weird midline option thing, not a triple. It was weird. Um, but he's really good, and I'm really excited to see him at TCU. I do think he finds him, his way onto the field pretty quickly. Um, I think he'll contribute. Right um, away. Yeah, I, I think he'll find some time pretty fast. Uh, another guy to mention, Major Everhart. He's another running back. He's a three-star kid from Tuscosa, Texas, way out west. Um He's a triple option kid. He plays, you know, he's like one of the wings um, in the triple option, which I'm very familiar with. I did that for a year in college. Um, thank you, by the way. The ba- hmm? I said thank you, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he was also the backup quarterback, which I also did that. Um, catches the ball well, fast runner, good vision, runs hard. Uh, it's always interesting when a guy goes from a, you know, a, a triple option offense to a spread it out and throw it around the yard kind of situation. But I think he's, I mean, seeing that he played some quarterback, I think he'll be fine. Um, and, he, you know, you see him catch some balls in his highlight tape. So he's he's one I like. He will, he'll probably catch a red shirt his first year, but you could hear that. He has he has the name Major Everhart. That sounds like a college back you'll hear right. on Saturdays in a couple of years. Yeah. And, I mean, he's coming from that uh, triple option offense. So, yep. you know, he's going to be disciplined. And he's yep. he's gonna yeah. put his head down and work because and those offenses is not anything glorified, no. you know. <laughs> so he's he's definitely gonna come in and put his head down, and I think he'll make an impact in a year or two, or if not his first year. Yeah, I think he'll he'll take a year or two to catch on, but yeah, I think he he could be a guy that they look to in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last guy I wanted to mention, uh, they got a kid named Dominic Williams. Uh, he's a three-star D lineman from Mission Hills, California, which you know Mission Strong. Hills. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good place to come from. Uh, yeah, this dude is strong. Like he moves people all the time. Like he he like he extends his arms out. He gets he gets big. Finds the football. Does a good job keeping people off of himself. Um, there's at one point I even I, you see my note here picks kid up off the ground with one hand. So like he makes a tackle on this running back and like grabs him by like the armpit of his shoulder pad 
and just like picks him up on his feet. And I was like, dude, that's a high schooler. Don't do that like, to me. Yeah, like don't don't make me feel that small. Um, he, I mean, he's he's huge. He, he's a huge kid. Um, trying to find his measures, his measurables. Oh, he's already on campus too. He's six two three twenty five. Three twenty five. Three twenty five, and he can move, man. He he gets a he gets like two kicks in his tape, um, and he can he can run pretty well. Uh, I do think one of the things he'll need to work on is just his get off, um, right? Be, because you know in high school you can rely on being just stronger than the other kids. When you get to the, like the Division One, like t- you know the Big Twelve, you're gonna have to have a good get off because you know it's gonna be about who can get their hands on who fastest. Because the other guy across from you is gonna be just as strong as you are, if not stronger. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to kind of see how those guys um, you know fill in. Dominic Williams. Uh, already on campus, um, and Namdi Obiazor is already on campus as well. Um, they have Josh Hoover, who's a quarterback, who's on campus. He was mentioned in the um, quarterback battle for spring. I, I think realistically he's not in the mix as a starter, but he, he is there, and they do like what right. they're seeing from him. Um, so keep an eye on Josh Hoover in a couple of years. Um, and then Doug Blue Eli, I could not really find much on him um, as a player. That's not to say he's not good. It's just there wasn't a lot of tape or anything like that that I could really get a good read on. Um, you know, we we talk. We always have this little section here, Donnell, recruits who can contribute early. Um, I think we've mentioned the ones we think, uh, you know, Jordan Hudson, Chase Biddle, DJ Allen, um, Traylon Smith. Namdi Obiazor. Was there anybody else that you you saw that maybe could? Uh, not. I, I'm not sure because TCU has a team full of veterans, yeah. and I'm not going to sit up here and say that they're great by any means. But I do think this will be a case where some of these, a lot of these seniors, will get to play their final season as mm. as they uh, leave college and. Dykes may want to compete a little bit sooner than later, so he he's going to have some stuff to work with as far as experience. But I don't think there's going to be any uh, recruits that come in other than what we've already talked about. Okay, uh, that can make an impact. So, so you brought up Dykes may want to compete, and I think that is a very good segue into this next thing where we talk about some returning players for this offense. Let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about these quarterbacks. You got Chandler <laughs> Morris and Max Duggan or Dugan. Um, excuse me. They are both guys who've played. Uh, Max Dugan has started for several years. Um, and Chandler Morris had, I think a couple starts last year. One of them being the game where they beat Baylor. Um, <laughs> he threw for like 460 yards or some crazy number. Um, yep. you know, but like this is, this is an interesting situation. So I've been kind of monitoring this, um, because as you know, I love talking quarterbacks. And I've just been keeping an eye on this this spring battle a little bit. And here's what I gathered um, just, you know, in my research and, and listening to interviews and watching, you know, little videos and breakdowns of their practices. It sounds like this battle is not going to be decided this, this spring. Um, they completely expect this thing to go into the fall. Um, they're splitting reps evenly. Uh, they're getting reps with the ones, twos, and threes. Um, because they also have 
a young fella there uh, named shoot 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 uh, Sam Jackson that they like as well and they will run this thing into the fall which I, I think will be interesting to kind of watch um, talking a little bit about uh, Chandler Morris Chandler Morris has a good arm good legs he can move really well he's a he's a very fiery dude you kind of see it in the Baylor game he's very excitable um has a little bit of that like Johnny Manziel-esque play style like <laughs> like he's kind of all over the place but it works um and then you have Max Dugan or Duggan I, you know he's the the steady starter good legs huge arm huge arm um and has you know he's played several years and and like they know what they're going to get from him so when i look at this and i go who's going to win this battle in the fall um both guys are okay with this battle going into the fall they've both interviewed and talked about it um i you know i it's hard to ignore the win over baylor yeah and when um when Jerry Kill took over, one of the first things he did was start Chandler Morris. Right. So I think I tend to give that edge to Chandler Morris. I think Morris has a good shot at winning the job, um, but it's I, I, it's Max Max Duggan's job to lose. Yeah, opinion. I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Max is the, he he's he has the most experience, so you just right. expect that he'll come in and. Uh, do what he needs to do to take control of this team. But like you said with uh, Chandler Morris, you just saw that passion in that fight. Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy like that on the team, leading your team at quarterback, the rest of the team kinds of, they follow his lead. And so I can definitely see a, uh, a scenario where Chandler Morris is the starting quarterback going into the fall and just giving the team that electric feeling that Dykes may need. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think the black eye on Morris is his first start was or first game was K State. He threw for 111, and then his third game was Oklahoma State, and he threw for 103. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, he threw for 461 against Baylor. So really, what it comes down to is, can you find some sort of happy medium um, where that you're not that up and down? And if he can, I think he'll be. You know he'll be better for it and probably win the job um if not they have max duggan who can play and they know it uh they don't have to worry about him um but you know even just looking ahead and, and the other starters they'll have uh they're bringing back quentin johnston uh this kid very very good don't let the numbers fool you um he was the oh, fourth leading receiver in the big 12 last year with uh, 634 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he only played in nine games of the, you know, everybody else played in 12 to 13 for the most part. Um, averaged a crazy 19.2 yards a catch over the Insane. season. Um, dude's a stud. I, I mean, this kid, y- you watch him and he just makes every catch look easy. One hand, two hand, sideline. <laughs> high point back corner of the end zone. I mean, everything, everything just looks so natural to him. Um, and one thing I'll say just in general about their receivers, the receivers are good. Yeah. They have really good receivers. Like, um, 
I think you, yeah, you have some guys here too. They have Darius Davis and Tay Barber. Both were, you know, less than 100 yards behind him. Nope. Or, sorry, and, Darius Davis was less than 100. Tay Barber was 112 yards behind him. Yep. And like you say, you had a, you have it in your notes. Sony Dykes has the pieces in place to start fast on offense. And mm-hmm. his receivers are going to be a big part of that because that's where they return most of the experience on offense. Yep. And them guys can get after it. So they have, yeah, a, I, they have a good little receiving core. They do, and and they re, they return some like impact players offensively, like those guys. They get back their running back. Um, you know, they're they're gonna have some some chances here. They're you know because they, they, they have a senior score. line. Yeah, yeah. They only lost really their right tackle uh, for the most yep. part. Um, they're they have the opportunity. They have the opportunity. They have to figure out that quarterback situation. Um, whoever it's gonna be, they just need to. Protect the football and get it to your playmakers. Let your guys yeah. make plays in space um, because you got the guys that can do it. I mean, there's no excuse not to. Um, I, I am interested kind of in seeing what this offense looks like, where you fit in DJ Allen, uh, mm. where you fit in, um, goodness gracious, this is bad, uh, Jordan Hudson where you fit some of these young guys in to give your offense a little bit of life. Um, I, I, I think they'll be, I think TCU will be better than we think they will be. If that makes any sense. <laughs> um, I still don't know how well this team competes in the big 12 this year. Um, defensively, they return uh, D winters. Uh, one of their linebackers. Yep. Um, you know, we talked about they lost a lot of key guys on defense this year. Their defense wasn't good. So, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to, to really put a lot of stock in that. I mean, they gave up 5.8 yards of play. I actually um, have a little note on TCU's defense. Okay. So in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in seven of their losses, they gave up an average of 279 rushing yards. Good Lord. And they gave up th- – SMU had 350, Texas cool. 272, OU 230, West Virginia 230, Kansas State University 146, Oklahoma State University 447 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. Jesus. And then Iowa State 279 yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> so that that is their problem. If they can – Cut that down by 100 yards or 200 yards, they might make some noise in the Big 12. That is crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What are they doing to... <laughs> in practice? I had to look it up because I was wondering what was going wrong in these losses. And that it must be missed tackles, alignment issues, things of that nature. So I'm, I'm not really sure. I can't pinpoint it because they had a team full of veterans. So you don't yeah. expect them to miss tackles. You don't expect them to have alignment issues. You expect right. them to play solid defense, and they didn't do that. Man. Wow. That is a staggering number. That's almost as staggering as the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State-Bedlam rivalry record. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a lot of yards. I mean, giving up a ton to Iowa State when you're playing against Brees Hall, who's running back one in the draft, in my opinion. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, man, that's crazy. Yeah, defensively, <laughs> uh, they returned some guys, but – they they need to overhaul that defense anyways. Yep. Um, 
Fun fact, they're returning 82% of their starters from last year, which is kind of crazy to think about considering, you know, where they were. But um, especially with the transfer portal, they didn't lose a ton of people. Um, They lost some, obviously. Everybody did. But not like a staggering or alarming number. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This team is like a – they're like a – they're just like a mystery ball to me. I really don't know how to pick them. (laughs) Um, which is what we're going to get into now. We're going to start picking these games. Um, But one thing I want to clear up real quick before we get into pick-ems, I did uh, have a a contradictory pick last week. I chose Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma in Bedlam. Um, And the week before, I had chosen Oklahoma to beat Oklahoma State in Bedlam. My Oklahoma State prediction of winning that game is the prediction I'm sticking with. Um, I have Oklahoma beating them in the Big 12 Championship to make up for it and i think (laughs) i think if you're an ou fan you shouldn't care as much about bedlam as you do as a big 12 championship uh, because that's going to be what gets you your your ticket to uh the college football playoff any hoosers let's get into this schedule picks um and this is where donnell always upsets people um which (laughs) is absolutely hilarious look and and and, you know i do want to say like thank you everybody who has watched and supported these videos and, and commented and poked fun at donnell uh, we Extremely. do appreciate you guys, you know, sticking with us and checking us out. Um, we know we're going to say some things that ruffle feathers, and that's okay. Um, just know, you know, we're we're just fans. We're just, you know, we're giving you our insight that we can provide, uh, and we we hope you'll do the same, and we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so let's get into these picks, man. Let's do this. Uh, I, I think TCU is a weird, weird team to pick, and I don't really know how to pick them. Um, but we'll start with a road game against Colorado, um, Pac-12 versus Big 12. Uh, I'm going to give TCU the win here. I don't think TC or Colorado is very good um, this fall. I think they got some things to sort out up there. Yeah, I think Mr. Dykes is going to trick a couple people, a couple folks to start this season, and I think they start off one and zero against Colorado. Yeah, I think I think they beat Colorado, and I think they do it. You know, pretty convincingly. Uh, then they get Tarleton State. Um, I, that's a win to me. Tarleton State has been good in the past, but I just don't see them beating TC. If they beat TCU, there's some major issues. Um, they might need to get Gary Patterson back if they miss the <laughs> They might be calling. A, they might be texting Gary Patterson, "Hey, big head," at uh, you know 2 a.m. on the way on the way back to the dorms. Uh, then they go. They go to SMU. Uh, you know rivalry game in the dfw um i think this you know homecoming game for sunny dykes both teams are going to be up for this i think this game is super intriguing um for two teams that you know really won't make a ton of noise late in the season this game is probably one of the biggest games on their schedule i bet it's circled um i'm gonna give tcu the win here i think TCU starts. I think they start the year three and zero, and I think this is you know everybody's kind of like, okay, is Sunny Dykes for real? I mean, they only won five games last year, right? And this right. is where, and and you said you have them winning, correct? Yes, three and zero. Okay, so we have them both three and zero, and this is where it starts to spiral. Uh, Oklahoma at home, they're playing in Fort Worth. That's a loss for me, easily. Yeah, they're getting blown out. Then they go to Lawrence to play Kansas. Um, I actually think Kansas wins that game. 
Yeah, I think I, I actually picked Kansas to beat them too, so I have to go with Kansas winning that game. Yeah, I, I think I chose Kansas as well. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm more impressed with what Leipold can do in year two than right. I am expecting from year one out of Dykes. Uh, then they have Oklahoma State at home. I think they lose that game. Same. Three and three. They're even. Yep. Now they're three and three, and the season starts over again, right? So then yeah. they're at home against <laughs> K-State. I have them losing that one. Three and four. That's right. a loss. Then they go to West Virginia. I have them That's losing a, that game. I I think I do too. Yeah. So they're three and what, five at this five. point? Five. Then they, they get a home game against Texas Tech. And I think they win this game. I'm right there I with think, you. I think they beat Texas Tech. Uh, I don't think Texas Tech's going to be all that good. Um, but we'll we'll dig more into that in a couple weeks. Then they're away at Texas. I have them losing to Texas. What do you They better – Texas better win this damn game. But, you know, you never know. <laughs> uh, with rivalries, <laughs> I, could, I could see a scenario where – in the past, TCU could beat Texas, but I just don't think they'll be able to this year. So yeah, I'm going to give them a loss. I don't think – yeah, I just – this TCU team, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Then they play Baylor in in Waco. Baylor is going to be out for blood this game. They're going to win that one. Yep. And then they got Iowa State uh, to close out the year at home. Um, I think – I think they lose to Iowa State. Yeah, I, I don't think they're very good. I like they have some good players, sure, but like I just don't. I don't know. I have no idea what this team looks like under Sonny Dykes. I have no, no clue. No clue. I, I really don't. I they could be they could be three wins better. <laughs> like it's crazy, but they could. I could see them. They could beat Kansas. Let's be real. Kansas could not right. be nearly as good as we both think they are. I think I had them winning two or three games. Um, which is a huge improvement for KU, which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't think they can beat Kansas State. They I can think they can beat, beat West Virginia. I think they can beat West Virginia. That's one I'd give them kind of going maybe the other way. Um, but I don't see them getting. Did you have Iowa State winning? Yes, I do. But okay, I can okay. see. I can definitely see TCU winning one of those last yeah. three games. I don't think they will. But I can see them have an opportunity to beat one of those teams in a maybe a letdown game or like a Iowa State. They're not even worried about the game, and hey, it's the end of the season. Or Texas could be overlooking some, an opponent going into the last couple weeks of the season. Same thing with Baylor. But yeah, like you say, it's hard to it's hard to pick CCU beating any of these TCU's teams. CCU is tough, man. I, I just really I don't get a good feel for what they can do. Um, so that puts me having them with wins against Texas Tech, SMU, Tarleton State, and Colorado. Yep. Four and seven. Yep, and they finish the year one, two, three, four, and eight. Four, four and eight. eight. four and eight. And that's what you have them at, too. Um, yep. You know, it's kind of funny. We both landed <laughs> for the first time. It, I'm amazed it took us this long. We finally um, agree on something. We finally have an agreed, <laughs> agreed pick. Yeah. Um, so if you guys yell at Donnell this year, you have to yell at me for this this week's episode too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have them finishing four and eight. Uh, you know, one one game less uh, one than last year. Uh, obviously, a disappointing opening season for Sonny Dykes. I do think this team's tremendously improved in 2023. Um, so a team to kind of keep an eye on. I think 
as this as Sonny Dykes starts to implement his guys and his systems, I do think TCU becomes a much better team um, moving forward. Uh, but but that to say, we both have them landing four and eight. Um, I again, TCU is a weird team. They're kind of this like amalgam uh, of seniors and incoming guys that are iffy and they have some starters <laughs> coming back that weren't really good last year so you, you just don't really know who's going to play i mean you have this projected depth chart depth charts and things like that but the expectations you know have to be realistic and i don't think right i don't think you know four and eight is it's not good by any means but i don't think it's you know necessarily unrealistic for them um so that that closes out the show. Um, do you have any final thoughts on TCU before we before we send them on? Uh, no, I think I think four and eight is pretty accurate of what we're gonna see. Uh, good coaches, good program. It's just gonna take them a couple years to get back on track. Yeah, this is by no means an indictment on what this staff can do with this roster yeah. um, or with this team. I, I just think this roster needs an overhaul. Um, and, and, and I think they'll do it. I, I think you can see it kind of in who they're bringing in. Um, I think this team will be good in a, in a year or two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my final thoughts too. So without further ado, let us send you on out of here. Uh, again, just to wanted to remind you guys, we are brought to you by Prize Picks, fast and easy way to play daily fantasy and pick-ems. Um, it's just you against the numbers. It's safe and easy to use. They got fast withdrawals. Use code TAKEOVER to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Um, also, be sure and follow the network on YouTube, uh, the Takeover Sports Network. Um, subscribe, turn on those notifications. Be sure and come back for our videos week to week. Um, <laughs> then follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, we are at Big12Takeover. That's at Big12Takeover. Follow along there. We'll be tweeting out our shows as they come up what we'll be talking about and, and any bonus content we're going to release in the future. We'll announce it there as well. Um, and then follow the overarching network uh, at takeover pods to get all your updates on our other shows as well. Again, we have sec big 10 MLB NBA college basketball. We have it all, Everything. man. You can find it all there. Uh, the drafts next week, we got the draft takeover podcast. There's tons of content. we got stuff coming out every single day. Um, be sure and tune in. Um, and jump on the wave. We're at 600 subscribers. We're growing fast. Uh, be sure and follow along on this journey. We're excited to have you guys on along with us. And uh, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about our TCU episode. Uh, hopefully, you know, people aren't hunting Donnell this week. Light um, me up. <laughs> Donnell welcomes it. Donnell's gone full heel at this point. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, without further ado, guys, thanks again for listening. And we will see you guys next week when we talk. Texas Longhorn football. Um, I know Donnell's getting excited for that one. And I already have I, notes ready. <laughs> and I am going to be in uh, purgatory for yep. 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour next week while I listen to Donnell just gush about Texas. And it's going to not be even. Just... <laughs> it's going to be the whole week, man. <laughs> while I'm on vacation, I'm going to be texting me. Whole... Yo, you see this dude? I, I already know it. It's going to be great. We can't wait to catch up with you guys next week. We'll see you. Thanks for watching.